wonder what's the exchange. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair. You know, I, I, I give the great God of all the universe. <laughs> I pour onto, onto him all my misery, all my pain, all my suffering. All my heartaches, my beat downs, I pour onto my Lord Jesus Christ, my beat downs from the world, my hardships, sprinkled in with a little bit of joy that I've ever known. I bring all that to him, it doesn't seem fair. And I realize something that doesn't seem fair, see. I give the Lord the worst of me and he gives the Lord the best of him. See, I give the Lord the worst of me, but he gives to me his shining light, his shining star. Doesn't seem fair. I can't offer nothing to this man that could equal what he's done for me, how he came into my life, how he redeemed me from the fire. He redeemed me from the day of judgment. See, you're being redeemed from a day. See, we have to understand there's two events coming in the world. There's two events coming in the world and to the world. One is the day of the Lord. You know, the day of the Lord is when he presents himself to the world as being the God that he is, as revealing himself. See, there's going to come a day, a time when the Lord God Almighty reveals himself. And there's going to be some quaking and some running and some hiding and asking that the rocks, that the boulders, that the mountains fall on them. And that day of the Lord comes, it's going to be a lot of scattering. Because don't nobody want to be in the presence of a. When God materializes, when God shows himself, when God comes forth, who going to stand? Who going to run out to meet him? When God comes forth, who going to come out to meet him? When God comes forth, who going to come out to meet him? It's the day of the Lord. When he deals with this situation, that's the day of the Lord. When he deals with the rebellion in the heart of humanity created by his enemy, that's the day of the Lord. That's the first event. Second event. See, after the Lord take care of his business, then it's time for the wedding. It's time for the church to marry the groom. It's time for the church to finally marry the groom. The wedding is on. It has started. You see, once the wedding starts, the doors are closed. You can't get in anymore. Once the wedding has started, you can't just show up at the last minute and knock on the door and expect someone to let you in. Once the wedding has started, you got to be in place. You know, I've been to a few weddings in my, in my day, and you know, you can, as long as you got there for the, for the, uh, 
when they said the vows, you was good. But this ain't that kind of wedding, baby. Because see, the, the, the master, the lord of the wedding, is going to come down and look at the guests before the wedding even takes place. The master, the lord, the father, the great god, the god of heaven and earth, is going to come down and look at the guests. Make sure everybody's properly dressed to marry his son. Make sure everybody's properly clothed to marry his son. He's going to come down and look at the guests. And some of you going to still try to sneak in. You're going to say, ah, you, where your clothes at? You're not clothed in the righteousness of my son. You're not clothed in the flesh and blood of my son. Gather them up, cast them out. So you're getting ready for two events. See, you're getting, you're getting ready for the day of the Lord when he reveals himself to the world. And you're getting ready for the marriage of the the, the, the church to the groom. See, the church is the bride. Church is the bride. So think about all the things you go through. Think about all the things you got to deal with. The day of the Lord is coming. See, he's preparing you for that day to make sure. He's preparing you for that day, the Holy Spirit, to make sure you can stand, you can survive. Not stand, but survive the day of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is making sure you can survive the day of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is making sure you can still. He's checking you out. Making sure you got your, your garment, you got your wedding clothes on. He said, he said to the man, why don't you have your wedding clothes on? See, the day of the Lord is the day that the, 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 the wedding gown, the wedding uh, apparel is, uh, is distributed, you see. <laughs> the day of the Lord is the day that uh, you get your clothing, you see. You get your clothing set. You get you get you get set that day with your outfit on the day of the Lord. Because if you belong to Him, you get clothed in righteousness. Because if you belong to Him, you get clothed in His flesh and blood. Because if you belong to Him, you get clothed in Him. You can put on the Lord, not just His armor. You'll be able to take off the armor and put on the clothing. You can take off the armor finally and put on the clothing, the righteousness of Christ, the wedding garment. See, you ain't going to get married in armor. You ain't going to get married in armor with a shield and a, and a, and a, and a breastplate and a helmet. You're not going to get armor. You're not going to get married like a knight. With a, with, a, with a metal suit on. You're not marrying your Lord with a metal suit on. You're going to take off the whole armor and put on the clothing of righteousness so you can get married to your Lord. 
talking about the church. Talking about a time in the world. See, everything has a time in the world, see. And it will be his time. It'll be the Lord Jesus Christ's time to shine forever. It'll be his time. See, his enemy has had its time. And look what you did with it. The enemy has had its time. And look who you destroyed with it. The enemy has had its time. And look who you pounced on and devoured. The innocent. To corrupt the minds of power. See, the mind of power is corrupted. The mind is power. I just saw something, my Lord. See, men's, people's hearts are corrupted in power so that they may continue to oppress the innocent and the poor. And the downtrodden. See, that's why God's enemy puts power in the hands of those that will continue to downtrodden the people. You see, power is given in this world system, in the way this world system thinks, gives power to those. And understand the corruption, the carrot of corruption. You don't maybe bite the whole thing, but you nibble off the sides of it. The carrot of corruption, see. That's who God's enemy puts power in so you can, so they can continue to oppress the poor, the innocent, the young. The babies. Because you're easy prey, see. These people think like devourers. And you always devour those things that are easy at any point in time. Then you do your bish, big fish hunting when you want something bigger to devour, like a whole race of people, like a whole status of people, like a whole individual set of people. You want to devour those so your appetite grows. But all along, all along the road, you're just picking up the little ones and you're just snapping them like beans. The Lord ain't confused about what you do, who you are. See, we think God is confused. We think God is somewhere out in the universe, confused. He can't even find planet Earth, let alone do something about it. I just want to make a quick correction. I said that Joseph was blinded. Mary's husband, 
I don't think that was true. I might have got him confused with Mary's cousin's husband. See, it was all in the family, though. I had to check my own mind and my own thoughts, and I realized, I, oh, I made a mistake. So I unpublished my last episode. That's what they call it, an episode, podcast episode, because I made a mistake about Joseph being blinded when Mary, when he found out Mary was having God's baby. I don't know if that was accurate. Mary's cousin, Elizabeth. Maybe her husband. He couldn't talk, maybe. He couldn't speak. I know Paul was blinded. Forgive me. But that still was a special baby. That baby bumped in Mary had was special. See, we on the fly. We living this thing on the fly. We not, we not confused. This is a minute by minute, motion by motion. relationship just an 18 minute preacher so you see the born again believer's life is is covered It's covered by another spiritual relationship. But see, sometimes we live out of relationship with God. We live out of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We live out of it. I don't mean we live it out. I mean we live outside of it. I'm I'm the firm believer in that scripture. Those that keep their mind on him, this is the key. I don't mean you won't venture out in your thoughts, but those that keep their mind centered on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what does that mean? That means having his words in your mind, having his heart in your mind, hearing what he has to say in your heart, thinking about what he was said, what he meant when he said this, and researching it and understanding a little deeper about what, is he, what did he do here and, and what happened here. See, Jesus Christ is your life study. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to tell you the, the secret, see. Because you're a family member, see. 
See, we have to understand that as family members, all, for all eternity, we're going to be talking about this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, resurrected the king. We're going to be talking about his goodness for eternity. So we got to get used to talking about him all the time now. Don't wait till eternity to start talking about the Lord Jesus Christ now. His heart, your heart is set on him. Don't forgive me for any missteps and corrections about who was blind or who was made mute or who was, but the story ain't changed. Mary had a baby. That baby was the savior of the world. Why should this baby be the savior of the world? Because humanity was created in the image and likeness of God. And because God loved humanity, he gave them free will. And humanity chose something alternative. Went after schemes. Went after devices. And I think these devices... These schemes, this plot, this plan, no wisdom, no understanding can advance against the Lord. None of these things can triumph over the Lord. Jesus Christ proves that. Because he came as a man, humble. I know what you're talking about. See, Jesus Christ says, I know what you're talking about when you was rejected. I know what you're talking about when you was beaten, abused. I know what you was talking about. I know, I witnessed it, I felt it. I have an experience in that realm of the suffering of humanity. I have something to say about that. 